And welcome back to part two of Sacred Space 102, a common sea production, a common sea inspirations production here for West Limerick 102. My name is Shane Ambrose, and I'm delighted to have you with us on the program this morning as we are here on the 8th of November. And as we said at the first part of the program, God hasn't the winter come in very quick. So on this morning's program, we're delighted to welcome back, uh, and John and myself are going to have a chat now with our next guest, and it's Martina, <coughs> excuse me, Martina Lahan Sheehan. Good morning, Martina. Good morning. Good morning, Shane. How are you? I'm not too bad now at all, not too bad. Welcome back to the program. Thank you. It's great to be back, actually. Yeah. Now, so John, when was Martina with us previously? Oh, now there's a question. Was it were you with us last last Advent, Martina? No, I can actually tell you. <laughs> it, <laughs> it was Pentecost, so it was me. This year, ah, this year, yes. Yes, yes. 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 Well, but I would have. Been, but you are right. I was with you last Advent. All I right. Think yeah. The only comment I can make to that, um, Martina, is age. It catches up on me from time to time. <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> And I thought I had made such an impression on you. <laughs> you did. Don't worry. That's why you're on again. Okay. So, so the reason why we've invited Martina to come back on again it's because um, she's actually wrote, wrote, wrote a book some time back. Actually, she'll explain that later on. Uh, but because of pandemic and all these sort of strange times we're living in, um, it's only about to be launched. So maybe the first thing we can do, I mean, Martina, maybe as people might know at this particular stage, she's an accredited psychotherapist, spiritual director and author. She regularly in, She's regularly invited to facilitate retreats, workshops, both national and international. She's already published four books, Seen Anew, Awakening to Life's Lessons, Whispers in the Stillness, and Waiting in Mindful Hope and Surprised by Fire. But specifically, you're going to chat to us about The Trellis of the Soul, this book. Tell us about it, please. Okay. Well, you you correctly said, you know, that it was written earlier in the year, um, very early in the year, before we knew anything about um, COVID or lockdown. And the real origins of it were, um, I had uh, spent many years as director of a retreat center in about 18 years. And then I said, it, I felt kind of the prompting of the spirit that my time was up there. Um, and I was looking forward to all this free time to see what would emerge. And suddenly I realized that free time on its own isn't, in fact, life-giving, that it needs certain structures to, to every day. And this came forcibly uh, to life one day when a gardener came to look at our garden. We were asking him for some advice. And he looked at a drooping rose and he said, uh, you know, that rose, he said, it needs a bigger pot. He said, and more importantly, it needs a trellis. And I never liked the idea of a trellis. I sort of felt, oh, a trellis would pin down the rose. I wanted it to grow wild and free. And actually, uh, the bigger pot did work, but the rose started to droop and fall all over the place. So I took his advice and I, uh, Pat, built a trellis. And soon enough, the rose started to grow beautifully in the direction of the light and in the direction that it was meant to grow. So I recognized that my resistance to the trellis was because I thought it would stop the freedom 
of the direction of the growth, where in fact it supported it. So I was thinking about that then and I was saying, well, here I am, finished my role in uh, the retreat center. I have some free time um, and actually I need a trellis myself. I need a support structure that will help me to grow in the direction of the light, which we call God, and uh, will help me to grow in the direction of the dream of God within me and within all of us. So I started to ponder and reflect on what would be a trellis for the soul. Um, and I came up with certain practices and I kept writing and writing and writing them. And then I invited a group and I did a listening process with them around what they sensed and felt would be soul strengthening practices. And I continued to discern and I started writing and um, I discovered that a book was evolving. But of course, soon then COVID-19 hit and um, no question of publishing a book at that stage. Uh, but what I did notice was, as, as you mentioned earlier, I work in counseling and in spiritual direction. And most of that work then, of course, was via Zoom and phone. And my clients were actually saying the same thing as I had said, that with this uh, free time during lockdown, um, they discovered that they needed structures in their day or otherwise their well-being got affected, their mind got affected, their spirit and spirituality got affected. So they too started to create a trellis. And then I ran a, a program online alongside Pat, my husband, and uh, lots and lots of people signed up for it. And it sort of became an everyday conversation about I'm creating my trellis. <laughs> um, and then I sent it on to the publisher again, and they said, let's go with this for the uh, autumn winter. So it's time is now, and it has never been more relevant, much more relevant, in fact. So I suppose that was the providence of God, much more relevant than when it was conceived early in the year, because it's all about uh, really how the soul needs strengthening practices when things fall apart. And for most of us, a lot of things have fallen apart in 2020. And a lot of the things we thought were permanent have, in fact, dismantled. So we, we need structures that support and strengthen and nourish our well-being and our spirituality and our prayer life. And, you know, we're sort of in what's called a liminal space, in-between space, where many people actually don't want to go back to the old normal this old normal where we were all rushing and rushing so much that we missed the miracles around us. And that was one thing that COVID showed us um, in the early lockdown of the summer. People really began to notice the blessings of God around them, despite how difficult life was. And in nature and in community, um, started to notice the things that really mattered. And lots of people said, I don't want to go back to the old normal, to a, a way of living, of breaking speed limits in how we live every day in a throwaway culture. And so people want to navigate a different rhythm, a different way. 
And so I think it's very, very relevant because what I then discovered was that the idea of a trellis, in fact, parallels exactly what in monastic life is called um, a rule of life. And St. Benedict particularly was known for this rule of life where we place what matters at the center. So the trellis for the soul is like a rule of life for ordinary people, you and I, for all of us, as we navigate some kind of a new normal, where there is a, a healthier rhythm in our lives, where we're directed by soul and by faith rather than directed by fear. So um, I think a trellis for the soul is going to be very exciting for, for many people as we um, journey through this liminal space, this in-between time. Um, and there are lots of themes in it like uh, cultivating stillness, cultivating well-being, practices of prayer, care of creation, um, the importance of community, and people will be invited to create their own trellis um, through the book. And all royalties of the book are going to Focus Ireland. And I think Focus Ireland is a worthy charity at any time of year, but particularly coming up to Christmas. And the book isn't actually released yet. It won't be released, in fact, until the 1st of December. But we do have a lovely webinar book launch on the 17th of November with very exciting guests coming like um, Patrick Hederman and Monk from Glenstall, well-known. Sister Stan, Sister Stanislaus Kennedy, again a well-known guest, Mary Kennedy, and so on. And um, people can come on that, and it's conversation and reflection and poetry and music and so on. Uh, and they can pre-order the book. And all royalties will go to, to Focus Ireland, which is an amazing charity. So that's what I've been about <laughs> during lockdown. And um, excited now, I think, about where it's going to, where this book is going to go, and hopefully how it's going to help us create um, a different rhythm in our lives. To, to uh, reading the book myself, because um, just listening to some of your seminar, your webinars over the last few few months have been certainly food for the soul and as you would say trellis for the soul something that we need maybe the Holy Spirit obviously had something in, in mind when the book launch was delayed just to the appropriate time yeah. perfect I thought Martina if I can if I can just ask I suppose yes. one of the things that struck me there was um you you, you know you, in particular you mentioned obviously St. Benedict and of course um rule of St. Benedict very much comes to mind yes. But obviously, you know, the book is drawing on what's called the mystical tradition of the church. And of and I was just wondering, was there any other particular um, saints who you would have taken inspiration from in, in relation to drawing? Yeah. Uh, in yeah. I suppose I drew a lot from the desert Celtic tradition. Mm. And I went specifically there because, in fact, you know how everybody is into sort of looking to the East for all sorts of practices for meditation and things nowadays and not recognizing that it's all in our Christian mystical tradition. So mm -hmm. I went right back to the desert, uh, the desert fathers and mothers of the third and fourth century and drew wisdom from them because they actually had it all in terms of cultivating um, a rhythm of life and a rule of life, stillness. And of course, when we hear the word rule, some people shut down and they think of rules and regulations. But actually, a rule in the context of a trellis is about supporting freedom, true mm. freedom, 
supporting life. So I've drawn a lot from the desert and the Celtic traditions. And, and I've sort of put a psychological um, dimension into it because we're in a very psychological era. And so looking at some new discoveries and how um, all our Christian mystical tradition, in fact, really stands up for, really stands up to what is good mental health as well. So that's why I've drawn particularly from the desert. But I have looked a little bit at Teresa of Avila and John of the Cross and so on because they're in our Christian mystical uh, tradition as well. But it's very much a contemporary approach accessible to um, everyday life, I think. Okay. Very good. Thank you very much indeed, Martina. Um, you just mentioned our, web, our webinar there. Is that open to anybody who'd like to... It is indeed, yeah. Um, it's on on the 17th of November, and as I said, Sister Stan and Glyn Stahl Monks and mm. Mary Kennedy and so on. It is indeed, yeah. It might get very full up, mind you, but if people register, I think they can get the recorded video anyway, if it is full up, but it, it might not be, you know. And but it will be a lovely evening, and um, that's part of the uh, the launching of the book as well. That's lovely to hear. Now, just before we leave you go, there's something else that you also feed quite a few of us each week, yourself and Pat, and that's Sabbath space. T tell us about that. I love the phrase uh, feed. Thank you, John, because that was really the purpose of we doing Sabbath space. Um, Sabbath has become very important in uh, living with this kind of uh, new contemplative rhythm. And Sabbath was getting squeezed out of our culture. So we decided, Pat and myself, to really reclaim Sabbath. Firstly, reclaim it ourselves, but also to share something that would nourish other people every Sunday. And we have been doing it for the past four years. And we send out, it's a free resource, there's no charge. We send out a, a reflection every Sunday morning uh, with some thoughts and reflections and maybe an image and for the month of November, for example, now we are really focusing on tips for grieving with loss, for dealing with loss, and for drawing on the blessing and strength of our of our deceased and our ancestors, and using poetry and music and and helpful tips to to you know help us all along on the on the journey of dealing with grief. So we do different themes. Then we look at Advent for the month of December. Um, and we do it right through the year, a little reflection every Sunday morning. And anybody that wants to sign up for that can be on that list. It, it, there's now about 700 people <laughs> after joining it. So it's quite, it's quite a big uh, list, but it's, it's, a, it's lovely to be connected. And they just get it via an email. It's not on Zoom or anything like that. But sometimes we do put on videos uh, as part of those reflections. And anybody can put in their name for them. Sign up for that, Martina. Yeah, so I'll call out the email because I'm not a bit technological. Pat looks after all that. So the, the email that's best to get your name on that list is um, Patrick, that's P-A-T-R-I-C-K, Sheehan, S-H-W-E-H-A-N, 1960, that's giving away his age, at gmail.com. So I'll call it out again. Patrick, P-A-T-R-I-C-K, S-H-W-E-H-A-N, Sheehan, 
1960 at gmail.com. But we also have a website, and if they went on the website, there's a place there that you can sign up for the Sabbath space. So the website is RUA, www, obviously, but RUA, R-U-A-H, R-E-S-T, RUARest.com. RUARest.com. And if you go into the website, um, and there are some reflections on the website as well, actually. You can put in your name to get the free reflections. So it's ruarest.com. Well done, Martina. Thanks a lot for coming down again. And, and, and Pleasure. To use my expression again, feeding us. Uh, now, we usually try to feed, uh, to, feed to finish off a section uh, of our program here with a piece of music. And there was a nice one, actually, that, that um, Pat had on last week's Sabbath Space flying to where you are I think it's called is it oh yes yes indeed yes so we might go yes. out yeah. Uh, yeah Pat kind of creates a lot of um, images and music and films and things to go with the reflections and just this one he this week you know this was one of them and he produced this or sang this last week and um, it's quite poignant obviously uh, you know because it is about remembering those we have loved and lost and I always suggest people just to close their eyes and listen to the words. It's I find it very healing myself. I actually, you know, think of people who have died, and to just visualize, as the Celtic Christians tell us, that they are all around us, and those that we have that have crossed the veil to the other side, and that they are all around us, particularly in this month of November, which is called the thinning of the veil, the, the time of remembering them. And maybe when people are listening to the words of, and the music of the song, maybe to close your eyes and make it a prayer and to visualize yourself remembering and being strengthened again by those that you are remembering at this time who you have loved and lost. And to let the words almost be a prayer directed to them. Martina, thanks a lot for that. Just before we go, remind us again the name of the book and the, and the date of the launch. Okay. So the name of the book is called Trellis for the Soul. Mm -hmm. And the subtitle of it is A Vision of Hope for Challenging Times. Trellis for the Soul. A Vision Martina, of Martina, who's, who's publishing that? Yes, it's Veritas Publications. Okay. Now, I don't think they have it up on their website just yet. They told me... It is actually. I'm, I'm literally <laughs> just looking at this. Very good, very good, very That's good. Okay. <laughs> That's why he, you're, ahead, you're ahead of me. That's why he's paid the big money, uh, Martina. Oh, please, <laughs> okay. Anyway, yeah. I'm still in for my first check for arrival. <laughs> anyway, listen, Tina, thanks a lot well, for coming I, on. Thank you. A pleasure and, as always. And... and uh, there's something coming up within the next few weeks and we, we might give you a shout again you might be able to give us a little bit of a re reflection but until then thanks a lot best of luck with the book and the first of December we'll, we'll keep you. it open God bless now bye, thank Martina. you and God bless you and bye thank bye. you bye for now bye 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 bye, bye, -bye. who can say for certain maybe you're still here I feel you all around me, your memory so clear. Deep in the stillness, 
I can hear you speak You're still an inspiration Can it be that you are mine Forever love And you're watching over me from up above Fly me up to where you are Beneath the distant stars I wish upon tonight To see you smile Cherish all you gave me every day Cause you are mine Forever love Watching me from up above Fly upon tonight to see you smile if only for a while to know you're there our breath away is not far to where you are 